special episode of the Fig Cave Top 5, and you can probably guess who we're talking about tonight. The Phenom, the one and only Undertaker, and we're talking to Alex from Talking the Talking Taker podcast. If you've never heard of them, we'll get to the bottom of their podcast, but basically they talk about just the Undertaker. They, they review... Uh, every Undertaker pay-per-view match ever. So we'll find out how they came across this crazy idea. And then we'll talk to Alex about his uh, his love for the for the dead man. And also um, his top five favorite wrestling figures of The Undertaker. So it's going to be fun to talk about. One of my favorite characters of all time. Maybe the greatest wrestling character of all time. I'm here. I forgot to mention. I'm the hot take kid, Phil Gentile. You're listening to The Fig Cave and um, we are in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios here, about to get Alex on the line. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun doing these episodes. We, we've, we've got some more lined up in the tank, but we had Mike Lanham on, I think it was last week or the week before, and we talked about uh, our top five favorite Mattel retros as the uh, the new ones dropped on Mattel Creations. We've done Bret Hart. We've done Undertake, uh, sorry, uh, Ultimate Warrior. We've done The Macho Man. And we did Ric Flair with our buddy Tom, Tommy Paradise from the Run In podcast. So we we still got Sting, Hulk Hogan. We got a, a bunch of other ones that we want to get done. But I'm excited to talk to Alex. So let's get him on the line. You can follow his podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Talking Taker. Pretty easy to follow and uh, a great show if you're a fan of the Undertaker. Let's get Alex on the line and uh, talk some Taker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got our buddy Alex Dorio on the phone from the Talking Taker podcast. What's going on, brother? How are you this Recording evening? Recording in progress. Hey, man, I'm doing awesome. Uh, nice to nice to meet you and nice to be on the show. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, you're down in uh, in Georgia. Is that correct? I was in Georgia. Uh, we moved uh, to South Carolina, uh, to Greenville, South Carolina, about six months ago, but oh, had been nice. in Atlanta uh, up to that point. Yeah. I heard Greenville's very nice. Very, very cool. It okay. is. Yeah. We've enjoyed it so far. And uh, the uh, the house that we sort of sort of inherited, it's a long story, but had some built-in shelves here in the basement. So oh, I got perfect. <laughs> it's perfect for uh, putting action figures on. Nice. Have you? Uh, you're not too far from Asheville. You've been to Asheville yet? Oh yeah, been to Asheville uh, many, many times. So we're Dude. you know probably an hour or so from yeah, there. Yeah. Love going up there. Love it, man. Great food, great beer, awesome. All right, um, absolutely. So tell, tell, we're talking about the Undertaker today, and and people ask me like, how how do you talk about wrestling figures for an entire podcast? And I I usually say to them, there's a podcast that just talks about the fucking Undertaker. You know, it's true. <laughs> and you guys are able to do it. Tell the people how you started this podcast, and I guess how you became a fan of the Undertaker to begin with, because you must be a big fan if you're doing a podcast on the guy. Sure. Yeah. So uh, it's the podcast is called Talking Taker and uh, myself and my best friend, Travis White, uh, we started it about five years ago. Uh, we've known each other since uh, the sixth grade. Uh, so uh, what going on almost 25 years now, uh, we've been pretty much best friends and pretty much at the core of that friendship has been professional wrestling. Nice. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure most of us listening to, uh, to this have somebody like that in our lives. And, you know, the two of us, everybody else in our high school and college grew out of it. And we just <laughs> we never did. So uh, um we grew up together, went to college together, all that stuff. And he actually, he moved to uh, Tennessee uh, with his wife 
uh, about a little over 10 years ago. So we don't get to see each other as much as we used to, but we still, you know, we talk on the phone, we text and always comes back to wrestling. You know, there's, there's a family and, and all that other stuff in there that we talk about, but course, it, yeah. it still comes back to wrestling to this day. So yeah, like five years ago, 2017, um, you know, we thought there was a lot of wrestling podcasts then. Uh, oh, and now, <laughs> now in 2022, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's ridiculous, but, uh, we thought there was a lot then, but we thought, you know, uh, we have these like hour, two hour long conversations about wrestling. Uh, they're fun. We, we should just record them sometime and, you know, throw it out there. Even if it's just for us, you know, yeah, who cares yeah. if anybody else listens to it, it'd be fun to try it. Uh, but we didn't just want to do like your straight up recap podcast. Uh, there's plenty of other people doing that really well enough. Uh, so we didn't just want to recap raw or SmackDown. Uh, so we're trying to like, come up with a way to do it. And uh, I feel like it was really the start of people doing these podcasts where you go through like every episode of a TV show. So uh, there's a bunch of those now. Uh, but uh, five years ago, there was there was one for the X-Files. There was, uh, you know, just Star Trek, other stuff like that. And I was trying to think, how can we do that with wrestling? Well, we ended up watching WrestleMania 33 together. I uh, drove up to Tennessee to watch it with him. And of course, we all, along with the rest of the world, assumed that The Undertaker retired yeah. on that night, uh, laid his gear down in the ring. And uh, on my drive home the next day, I thought, that's it. That's uh, We don't go through just every episode of Raw. We go through every pay-per-view match of The Undertaker. Man. And uh, Travis and I talked about it. We're just like, yeah, let's just give it a shot. Uh, not knowing what we were getting ourselves into. Uh, we knew there's a lot, but uh, we didn't know we'd still be doing it five years later. Uh, and um, I, I would say, uh, going back to your question, um, uh, we weren't not fans of The Undertaker, but for us, when before we started the podcast, I don't wouldn't say he was our favorite wrestler. You know, uh, we grew up with him, we respected him, he had some great matches. Uh, but I, um, obviously, five years later after doing this, he has become my favorite wrestler wow. uh, okay. in, in so many ways. I've grown in appreciation of him. Uh, to us, it just felt like a cool hook for a podcast and to get to explore a lot of different avenues. Uh, but, uh, you know, as my collection of, of uh, merchandise is growing, he, is, uh, he has definitely become my favorite wrestler. So are you guys uh, just scrolling through the, the, the podcast here? You're around like 94, 95 right now? Or is that like revisiting old no. stuff? or? Yeah, so um, we actually started in August of uh, 2017, and we completed his pay-per-view career last March, so March 2021, and we really, we signed off, we said... Uh, we did a big final episode. We said, that's it. You know, we're done. We're taking a break. Um, Cause it wasn't so much the uh, just discussing each match that was so hard, but it was like watching all the Raws and Smackdowns to build up. Like, oh, okay. cause we went in depth. Oh, like, so, we, so did you discuss those like before you got to the match every episode and okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. We talk about the buildup and um, you know, the podcast started, you know, those early episodes are like 20, 30 minutes, you know, talking about matches from the nineties. Cause there's not so much buildup, maybe just a few promos yeah, on TV. Yeah. But once you get to the attitude era oh, and you man. got Raws and Smackdowns and Undertaker's on 10 segments every week. Yeah. And it's so good. Like so you don't want to skip over it. Yep. So they became like two hour episodes. But anyway, like uh, we both have, you know, this isn't our full time of job or anything. So, so we got to the end. We thought that's it. That's great. 
maybe we'll do something else. We, we, we batted around some ideas, but uh, we just had that itch to like keep doing it. And, and it felt like there was some other avenues we could explore besides just uh, the, the same format that we did. So last uh, July, we brought it back and we do it every month now. So instead of every week, we're doing, we're throwing out one episode a month. There's a little bit easier commitment for us. It lets us, you know, keep the brand alive. Yeah, and yeah. The character's still out there. You know, he's still making appearances. You know, we had the Netflix movie. We didn't realize that that was going to happen. But, you know, we had to bring the podcast back for that. And uh, we're crossing our fingers, maybe a Hall of Fame induction, uh, if not this year, you know, next year. And, of course, that'll be a big topic to discuss. I got to think so. Yeah. Awesome. So um, what was the hardest part to get through? I'm assuming it's the between Giant Gonzalez to the corporation (laughs) when he feuded with the corporation for like five years straight there. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was brutal for sure. The Dragon's Oz matches, you know, if you make a top five worst Undertaker matches, uh, those are in there. And he had two pay-per-view matches with him. Um, but uh, I guess to me, I, I was a little still a bit nostalgic for that. Cause that's really in my, in my, you know, 10, uh, nine, 10 years old, really growing up. So I, it's bad, but I can at least get into that. Yeah. Um, I think the hardest slog to get through, uh, you know, some of the ministry of darkness stuff, like it is, um, it's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff, but there is just, uh, some, some rough patches of just nonsensical Vince Russo booking that just like makes your head want to explode. Um, and then there's a 2008 stretch where there's like four undertaker, big show matches in a row, which, Big Show's a Hall of Famer. You know, he's a, uh, there's a lot of times I've enjoyed watching the Big Show, but man, did they not have chemistry together? And it is just the most boring crap <laughs> to oh, sit God, through. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, so let's just go through. I mean, everyone listening to this or watching this because we're recording it is, is a huge, I mean, knows The Undertaker at least. Born in 1965, debuted in, in 99, 1990 with a WWF or E at the time. WF at the time. Uh, he spent a year or two in WCW uh, as Mean Mark Callis, not very long. Really, I can't think of anyone who debuted in the 90s, 80s, and then never left. Didn't go to WCW, didn't go to Impact or TNA or any of that shit. Never, you know, so many guys do it, and you know, I don't blame them because WWE spits them out, you know, when they become a certain age, but... I mean, that character has lived on. So, I mean, we're going to only really talk about, you know, we had Hasbros, we had Jacks, we had, you know, Bendoms and Mattels now. So he's, he's not doing the ECW figures or WCW. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, <laughs> you talked about WrestleMania, 21 straight WrestleMania victories. Those are probably some of the funnest matches to, to watch because uh, oh, yeah. I feel like the, like a fine wine, they got better and better as he got older. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's incredible too. Like you think, uh, you think he just can't keep putting them out, but then you got that streak of like, you know, 24, 25, 26, 27. They just keep getting better. The yep. triple H matches, the CM Punk match is great. Yeah. So many classics in there. I went to that WrestleMania. That was a terrible WrestleMania, but that CM Punk undertaker match was probably the lone bright spot of that show. It was well, we went to WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta, which was also terrible, and that was also the lone bright spot was Undertaker and Triple H nice, on nice. that night. <laughs> uh, retired in 2020. I don't know if – I guess he said he's done You know, officially. Uh, we should, like you said, probably get a Hall of Fame induction in the next year or so. They're probably waiting for the right time to do that. I would assume he'd probably go in all by himself, but we'll see. Stranger things have happened. Uh, is it is it the greatest character? And I don't say he's the greatest wrestler 
of all time, but the greatest character in wrestling history, I would I would have to say. But I mean, you're probably a better expert than me. I mean, I'm biased, obviously, for doing the podcast, <laughs> no, but, no. but that's how we start. That's how we start the podcast every week. We call him. We say we're digging up the career of the greatest character in professional wrestling history. Because, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and argue he's the greatest in-ring performer. I think he's, you know, he's up there. You know, uh, I think his match quality, um, I think he's almost a little underrated. Uh, people don't give him enough credit. You know, uh, it, you know, people love, you know, the, the big matches, but I think there's some that he still doesn't get enough credit for. But, um, yeah, he's the greatest character because that's what, that's why this podcast works because uh, it's 30 years of the same character and it evolves and it changes and it has different uh, periods and eras that you can point to with the original era, the American badass, the return, all this sort of stuff. Uh, but there's really, there's never been anything like it. There probably never will be anything quite like it sitting there uh, in one company. And I, I will say to uh, just one last plug for the show is that even if you don't like the undertaker, I think you can enjoy our show because we don't just tell the story of this one character. It really is the story of the WWE from 1990 mm -hmm. through 2020 because he interacts with everybody, you name them. He had either a match on TV with them or a promo with them, a pay-per-view with them, anybody of any significance. And a lot of guys who weren't that yeah. significant, yeah. <laughs> his story interacts with them. Uh, you see the rise of the company becoming what it is in this day. You see the downfall of WCW and ECW along the way. You know, we talk about the rise of you know, we talk about going from home video to DVD to the WWE network and, and the rise of the internet, the importance of the internet, how it comes into play along with Undertaker's story. There's just so much there that's not just talking about, okay, he did a choke slam, he did a tombstone. There's there's so much we, we try to examine it from a from a macro level as well. What's your favorite iteration? Because you touched on it. He he was a great character and probably the greatest of all time, but I don't think it would have stayed relevant for so long without reinventing himself with the times going back to the the dead man persona like you said the the american badass and all that what was your favorite iteration of the undertaker well to me like, like i said growing up uh in the in the 90s i'm still sentimental for like uh you know 90 to 94 the gray gloves the original zombie undertaker that to me that's like my comfort food just like going back and watching old 90s superstars uh on peacock uh, uh, and watching all that stuff that's that's what i love personally uh but through the podcast, I will say I really gained a greater appreciation for the biker taker, for the American badass. Um, I didn't like that so much when I was watching it live. Uh, I thought it was a little, I don't know, uh, it just never clicked with me, that iteration of Undertaker. But going back and watching it, man, he is um, he's on fire during that run. There, there's so many fun moments. You see his personality yeah, uh, get to come out. More, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he brings out so many more aspects of the in-ring career. There's a lot of great stuff in there that I didn't appreciate uh, back in the day. All right. So we're, I'm going to pull up Wrestling Toy Tracker, which is the greatest wrestling okay. website of all time. Basically, they have every wrestling figure ever made broken down into, you know, by company. And, and mainly for the, the bigger names, like The Undertaker, they have, you can click on Buy Wrestler and it'll show you every wrestling figure, a picture of every wrestling figure ever made by The Undertaker. Uh, so I'm going to pull that up here uh, because I have a, f a few of them, but I probably, 
I was out of it for the Jacks period. I was, you know, after Hasbro, I kind of took a break from wrestling collecting. Uh, I did still watch, but um, some of the ones I want to be able to see, and there's so many random things that came out during the Attitude Era. You know, you had Undertaker freaking ashtrays and, you know, Pez dispensers and all kinds of shit. Yep. So um, I want to get your top five Undertaker wrestling figures now. You can go from five to one, or if they're not in any particular order, that's fine too. Yeah, well, I, I just did them chronologically because uh, it's hard to pick. Uh, it's hard yeah. to put them in order. Yeah. And um, I will say, too, I, I'll give the same um, uh, little asterisk here. I, I pretty much I collected up till the year 2000, really. Uh, when I went to high school, I said I forced myself to stop collecting. Uh, nobody told me to. Nobody made fun of me, but I just I just thought it wasn't cool anymore. I wish I wouldn't have. Uh, but I got, I've gotten back into it over the past five years to do on the podcast. And nice. I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty familiar with most undertaker figures. There's definitely some that, that I just don't know about that, that I've missed along the way. Uh, but I feel like I have a, a good enough understanding of them to be able to, to give a pretty good top five here. But, uh, no, I, I will say number one, in my opinion, is the first one, uh, the Jacks, uh, not Jacks, Hasbro uh, Series 8. So actually, that'd be the second one with the jacket uh, oh, okay. in the red card series. Uh, and the figure's the same, really, as the first one. The hair color's a little bit different. Yep. but darker. Yeah, yeah, a little darker. But coming with the jacket accessory, you know, there's... A lot, not many Hasbro's that have those accessories either. Have the soft goods, so so that's a really special, cool touch. And I just feel like for a Hasbro, it, it's perfect. Like it nails that Undertaker. When you think of Undertaker in '92, '93, that's what you're thinking of. You're thinking of what he looks like in that figure. It's got the gloves, got the hat on, which I. Sometimes I don't like the Hasbro's that have removable hats, but I think it almost works with that Undertaker figure. It just it stands out so much. It's just perfect in my opinion. I think so too. I have that one. I should have pulled it out here. If you have any of the figures, you can. You know, we're on. We're doing a little Zoom action here, so you can. Yeah. I'm gonna try to post these all to YouTube whenever I get five seconds of well, more than five seconds of free time. But uh, you know, it's it's a great it's a great wrestling figure. And I, I mean, I I didn't have that one until recently. In the last two or three years, I had the the first one with the redder hair. And without the jacket, I always love that one. But, yeah, when you look at them side by side, it looks a lot more realistic. Uh, the soft goods jacket for that period of time, you know, back in, you know, 90 or 91 or 92, it's it's pretty insane. And uh, that uh, just the gray, the gray, I grew up kind of, I'm a little bit older than you, but I grew up in that time as well, whereas, you know, he was yeah. really a supernatural. You would show kids in the crowd, like, scared of him. You know, he would have, like, these moments of, like, slowly, like, walking around like Michael Myers and then, like, a quick you know clothesline or or a move he would do where it would be completely different from his his kind of slow methodical way of wrestling so really cool and you know i i can't argue with that one so that's uh one of the first but definitely one of the best for sure no i think it stands the test of time you know uh you know the hasbros of everyone's uh, everyone our age is affectionate for them but i think that stands out i I would say even without my bias i think it's a top for sure a top 10 probably a top five hasbro uh in my yeah. opinion I, I think it's you could put it anywhere in that area but uh so uh next chronologically for me i, I don't I, I wouldn't rank any of these other ones but i chronologically um would would be the jacks figures 
And I only picked one Jax. Uh, the rest of my three are going to be Mattel figures. Uh, yeah. I, I have soft spots for the Jax figures, but uh, only one I really want to put in the top five. And again, maybe it's a little sentimental choice. This one is released uh, a lot of different ways, but um, I think Jax Superstar 7, okay. I think it's the first one it comes out. So it's Undertaker, sort of like a... A 98 uh, Undertaker sort of look here. I think this is the third Undertaker that's released as a bone cruncher because you got the purple gloves one and then you've got the one that's uh, a little bit, I guess it's like a 96 Undertaker, uh, like a buried alive match sort of Undertaker or or Survivor Series 96 Undertaker would it be. I just think this one, um, this is the one that I probably played with the most as a kid. Yeah. I like the size of it. Uh, I think the face is cool. It's got the tattoos, which I think is the first time. Mine have faded. This is my childhood one. Oh, so that's cool. The nice. tattoos are <laughs> pretty faded on there because yeah. I played with it so much. And the hair is missing some paint on there. Awesome. But uh, it's got the hand to do the, to do the choke slam. That's it's key. Just, that's I, key for rest for an Undertaker figure. You got 100%. Have that. You got to have that here. So that's, that's uh, in my top five. Very nice. Yeah. Um, number three or or, or third on the list this is one i don't have uh it's a bit pricey and uh, i was not collecting back then unfortunately so i don't know if i will ever get this one um it is the san diego comic-con 2010 ministry of darkness undertaker now i saw you grab uh defining moments one it's similar it's pretty pretty dang close to that yeah, I, I think, think the face scan yeah different packaging i'm trying to pull it up yeah i know exactly what you're talking it is a defining moments though right am i uh i think it is yeah i okay. think it is yeah classified as that uh but he uh, the comic-con one has the eyes rolled back yep, yep yep yep. and the defining moment one uh just has the regular face on there either one of them again i just think the um the outfit the the cape or a cloak whatever you want to call that vest on there that he's got on is perfect the face scan is perfect so much detailing on the attire on there and it stands out as you know that ministry of darkness undertaker i think that is the perfect undertaker to represent that era uh which is you know peak attitude era like most people in the world are watching wwf in 1999 and that's the undertaker that they're seeing so i think that one it's a top five yeah i mean i i have to give props to this this is kind of along the same lines just the you know that same era the packaging on this does you know wonders for we have the cut out in the back you can see through picture on the side i mean i love this uh my son actually has this figure he's six years old and he you know, I I just when he's playing with him, I just like I have to be this one because uh, it's my favorite iteration of uh, that Undertaker from yeah. from that that time period. So yeah, and it stands the test of time. Man. It's one yeah. of the first Mattel figures, and I and I think it stands the test of time. Yeah. I don't know that they've improved on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they've made some other good ones. It's a great, but scan. it's classic. Yeah, one hundred percent. Cool. So uh, my next two are are fairly recent Mattels, um, but I think. Um, yeah, I tried to pick some different eras to represent here in my top five as well, because you don't just want the same five sorts of Undertaker figures in your collection. Uh, and I mean, I don't know if people agree with me, but I picked the uh, Decade of Domination Undertaker from a couple of years ago. Um, and what I love about this one, there it is. Yes, sir. I love the black 
gloves because I think it's the only Undertaker figure to come with that, which is what he wears in the debut match in Survivor Series 1990. So I love that we got a representation of that. I mean, this could almost be almost be an ultimate figure. I mean, you got the jacket, the hat, you got so much detailing and stuff on there. I mean, you get your money's worth with this figure. It's again, it's the most um, accurate to that debut in Survivor Series 1990, which is holds such an important place in his career. So I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the scan. I think that's pretty dead on. For it is. It doesn't look like Undertaker. him for, for like most of his career, but he, this is what he looked like back then. He had like the the eyes were darkened. He had I don't know, just yes. like a little bit like a the more of a fat, right. like a fatter face to him. He was more like you know I wasn't as you know cut. I feel like, but uh, yeah, I love the I love the black and the the gray that you get know, extra set of hands in there. Yeah, I mean this is and this is very reminiscent of his like debut at Survivor Series. So, uh, got I love that one. Yeah, good call. And for my last one, again, I, I don't know if other people will agree with me, but I just think this figure, again, is spot on for what they were trying to do. Uh, I picked Elite 85, the Boneyard match, oh, Undertaker. Man. So, again, uh, I wanted to pick something different. There it is. I'm all and, sitting uh, here easily. <laughs> um, actually, I, I there's a... As, as far as biker taker, American badass takers, I, I think a lot of them are lacking. Uh, Mattel's made some some decent ones. I think a lot of the Jacks ones are, are kind of crappy. But um, and this isn't a, a quite American badass. It's a little different than that yeah. to represent the Boneyard match. It's like Grandpa but again, badass, you know. Grandpa badass. Yeah. <laughs> you know the shovel, the tattoos, the headband. He's got his little ponytail there in the back. The detailing on the vest, which you know, you know, you're not going to see when it's at, if it's in the package, but it's on there. And hey, sorry, um, man, you, you don't have to say that to me. You know, just no, I'm not judging. I'm just pointing it out. No, it is one of the everybody's the, got their thing. One of the hard things about being a min on card guy, but I mean the face, the the scan on this might be the best. This is better than I have the Ultimate Edition figure right here, which I'll I'll show in a minute. Th- this scan on this Boneyard one is a hundred percent better. It's way it's it, I, looks like a, a short like a they've shrunk Undertaker down and, and yes. put him into a box. You know, yes, the, the, I think it's the goatee. I don't know if it's the just they did the goatee perfectly or what, but yeah, I, I think that's part of it. Just you know the kind of the wrinkles on his cheeks a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, you look at the pant, there's a lot of great detailing on the pants, mm-hmm. sort of the, uh, uh, a lot of stuff you can go into in there. Um, and it's such a memorable moment. You know, we were all just right at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, I feel like it's, it saved that show, uh, um, just to have that boneyard match, you know, that yeah. uh, pandemic WrestleMania, we, we put it, uh, Travis and I both put it in our top 10 all time undertaker matches, just, you know, uh, revisiting it. I mean, it's just perfect, uh, for what it is, for what it's trying to be. I'm surprised as well as some of those cinematic matches did, they haven't gone, they they haven't done that. I mean, since they've been back like live in front of crowds, like I wonder why they're not doing those again. I mean, they seem like they would be easy to easier to film because you can kind of like, cut and cut stuff out and edit it i mean it's probably more expensive that way but you know they did some really cool stuff with the bray wyatt and braun Strowman match was was kind of cool this this match was amazing 
You know, yeah. even even AEW was dealing with it with the Darby Allen uh, thing with, right. with Sting when it's his first match. Um, but they are they. If you missed out on this figure, you can basically get the same exact thing. But I think they have uh, double jointed elbows. It's up on Ringside Collectibles right now. It's a, a Top right. Picks 2023. It's basically the same figure, um, but I think the arms are a little updated with the double jointed. So if you missed out, you can still buy this. And I think this one is you know pops up on Amazon every once in a while. Um, but yeah, and great. they've got the AJ coming out to go along with it. So yep, I think that's, yep, that's that, out, that, part of them putting the it out there set, again, yeah. so you can have you can have the full boneyard match set. So uh, yeah, man, I, I I think that figure perfectly represents that match, and it's so cool. And and they just nailed it. They don't they never need to make another boneyard one. Like that's no. they nailed it. It's perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna show a couple here that did not make your list. But you, I, I okay, liked, uh, your list was very good, very good. Um, all great figures. I have to include this one, which is not a Hasbro. Yeah, it's the retro yeah. um, with the purple gloves, the purple tie, and I love like this action on on any kind of you know Hasbro or retro. Um, you can still do the the choke slam with it. You can do like an over overhead press, but uh, you know it's pretty good for a you know a figure that's not really supposed to be hundred percent accurate. You know, I really love that purple Undertaker is one that. This is kind of my wheelhouse for waking up watching super, superstars uh, on Saturday mornings. Uh, one that just, I think that one's perfect. I think the hair length, I, I think they yeah. nailed it on that. You know, yeah. the hair, it, it was different in the purple glove era than it was in the gray glove era. And I think they got it pretty spot on there. Yeah, yeah that's a great one. His hair was a lot straighter, yeah. Um, this figure is a disappointment to me. I don't know if you have this Ultimate Edition. And I Can love, we talk about that for a second? Yes, because yeah. I love these Ultimate Edition figures. You can't see it real good on my, with the freaking glare here. Um, but this is supposed to be the uh, a ministry era undertaker and um you know these ultimate edition figures are amazing you got three heads here and i like the the eyes rolled back with the tongue out the one that's on him is good but it's still it's still lacking to me i don't know this yes. what what entrance was this where he wore the the i the think cape it is supposed to be behind his head it's supposed think. to be wrestlemania 14 okay. uh against kane oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's on the back here yeah yeah um you nailed it like the uh the head that's on there with the cape that's a fantastic figure that could possibly be a top five undertaker figure it's probably worth the price of the ultimate just for that cape Mm -hmm. uh alone on there but yeah i i don't have that one i don't want to buy it because i think the other two heads are so bad Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm getting ripped off for paying for an ultimate if you're going to give me two heads that look like modern day undertaker scans yeah, for a 1998 yeah. figure that's the problem with them like i don't know where those scans came from i don't know what they're thinking putting them with there and it's almost insulting to ask me to pay an ultimate price when you're given when you're not putting ultimate effort into in the heads that are going on there yeah, yeah. Fred, it's it's so disappointing if they would have there was an ultimate not an ultimate there was an elite a uh, Hall of Fame figure that had like uh, when he just had the the chin like goatee, he didn't have anything else. That would have been the perfect head to put in here. You um, could do that, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean it was a little a couple years after the fact of this match, but it, it would, would fit, work. It would fit more than some of these like Michael Jackson looking heads they have in here. <laughs> um, I actually have one real. Yeah, quick I think I there's room. I yeah, go for it. Hold on. Great, great audio. I could have paused it, but I just am too lazy. Uh, this is a basic. This is basic 100. 
Yeah. Uh, it's surprisingly a really good, you know, with the tongue. It's probably the same yeah. head. It's probably the same freaking head that's on that Undertaker I, uh-huh. Ultimate Edition. They put on this nine, I think it's exactly nine dollar nine dollar basic, which I really like. Um uh, Undertaker has some good basics. I've yeah, got a does. few of them yeah. on the shelf. There's one uh I think it's the WrestleMania it's the, the match against Punk. I think there's a basic from yep. that. That's yep. that's there's pretty a two good. Pack. Yeah, there's a two pack with him and Sting for some reason, which was mm-hmm. really weird, but I mean it was a cool <laughs> like weird. you know, it's it cool makes you want to wanna have that. Um I do have this uh Ghostbusters one, which is uh yeah, I've got random. That too. A random yeah. figure um, sitting have, over there. That's have, cool, though. I have Ninja Turtle Undertaker as Donatello for some reason. I don't know why I have that, but uh, yeah, it's, I want to talk to you because um, I want to know what what iteration of the Undertaker have we not gotten yet? I feel like we've seen everything. What else is there to do that we haven't seen yet? <sighs> not much. <laughs> I mean, we, we pretty much have hit everything. Uh, I was honestly, I thought you might ask this today. So I, so I kind of brainstormed a little bit. Um, I got to say, I've got my pre-order in for the Mean Mark figure from WCW. Me too. I never thought we'd see the day to get something like that. And I love it. Can't wait to add that to the collection. Yeah, it looks that, that wasn't like a even, home run. That wasn't even like WCW, like when people were watching it. You know, that was early WCW <laughs> before... <laughs> You know, before Hogan got there, before a lot of things. So it's great. I mean, it's cool. It's they own that. So I wish they would do more of that kind of stuff. You know, they got I do the, too. They got yeah. the Ricky Steamboat coming out, which is kind of like 94, 93, 94 WCW. But, you know, I think they got to They got to go to the well for some of these characters that we haven't gotten for a while. But that's a good call. That's a, that's one that we haven't gotten before. So um, anything else? I think. Yeah, I think. um you know, I, I want to see Undertaker in the new, um, the the Rimco style line. I, what, are, what are those called? Uh, the the uh, Superstars, maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see one in that line. You know, I, I think they're going more 80s for that, but maybe they could push it to, you know, 90, 91, give yeah. us an Undertaker yeah. in, in that style. Um, and... Of course, one that we're never going to get, but I'd, uh, it, it's my dream Undertaker figure, uh, would be Survivor Series 2000, uh, yeah. where he's got the uh, <laughs> snakeskin pants. Oh, my God. Yeah. He borrowed, <laughs> didn't he borrow those from uh, The Godfather? Is that the story? You know, that is the longstanding rumor. Uh, we yeah. kind of debunked that uh, on okay. the show. We, we did like a deep dive analysis. Oh, and, wow. I um, listen to that one. <laughs> Uh, and they don't quite match up with the with the pants that everyone thinks Godfather wore. And uh, we talked to Godfather too um, in person uh, about that, and uh, he he debunked it as well. Oh, he good. said his pants okay. would not fit on the Undertaker. No, yeah, so, he's, he's a little bit shorter than the Undertaker, but not by not by much. But yeah, uh, but I mean that would be a dream. I, I don't think uh, I don't think old Mean Mark would let him get away. <laughs> I don't think he, uh, I don't think he, he likes if those. If he has those checks much. rolling in, man, I'm sure they'll let him do Maybe. whatever he wants. You know, we didn't. Neither of us had the um, the fake tough guy MMA Undertaker on our list, where he had like the the high and tight hair with like the gloves. I'm trying to think of no. what, what era that was. That like that was before that was before he went back to like Dead Man Undertaker, right? That was like 2005, 2006, maybe. I mean, when he fought so, Lesnar I mean, the yeah. first time, right? fought Lesnar the first time that'd be 2003 yeah. or 2002 yeah. so yeah no I mean he's got some great matches during that era it's not necessarily my favorite Undertaker look uh figure wise for sure um I, I I think there could be another ultimate Undertaker for sure I think they can take another stab at it 
Um, this is far fetched, but um, give me an Ultimate Undertaker with interchangeable blue, I mean, uh, purple, and gray gloves, oh, and the little God. bootstraps as well. So you can make him. You put two different heads from those two different eras. You can put the different gloves. Everything else is pretty much going to match up. And then if you really want to go over the top with it, uh, give me a head for the under faker from SummerSlam 94. Give me a Brian Lee head that's a little bit off of the regular Undertaker. So you can also switch that on there. Give me that ultimate. Yeah, it just has the hair in the face. That's all you would need, you know? That makes up for the other one. That's a good call. (laughs) I'm trying to think when when, he never was in a suited, like, corporate like he was never like he was always ah. like under undertaker right it's like not with you know kane was kind of like a corporate kane and like different things we always the undertaker was always like you know had the american badass but it was still kind of always in the black black outfit yeah uh, i mean there's some biker taker outfits that they haven't done uh when he would wear sort of just kind of random his street clothes basically to the rain they've done a lot of them uh, uh but they haven't quite done all those um I'll tell you what they're missing. I, I need a Mattel Paul Bearer from 97, 98. Like we have the original Paul Bearer. There's not a Mattel of the redhead okay. Paul Bearer. Uh, and I mean, that's a important era in Paul Bearer's career. He's managing Kane and he brings Kane in. Um, yep. That's a Mattel figure we're missing. Good call. Good call. I thought you were going to say the uh, Survivor Series. Oh, I think 92. Two, where he had the uh, the American flag in the in, oh, the, in the in the coat. In yes, the give me that as an ultimate. Yeah. Make that coat uh, Survivor Series '93. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm all in on that. Yeah, that was with like Luger and Tatanka, or I think he filled in yes. for Tatanka. Tatanka got fired or something. Yeah, cool. All right, well, we we gave Mattel a couple ideas. That's good. Couple ideas. Yeah, I would almost bet the farm that they're going to make another one or two Ultimate Edition Undertaker. So, so don't. Yeah, so you can hold out hope for you know for that. Um, I think they have to. What the worst Undertaker? Or some of the some of the really bad ones you have. I mean, I, I hate to shit on anything in your collection, but that thing behind you is going to give me nightmares. That is. That's awful. why I brought it down. Awful. <laughs> this is the. the- the bone crunching buddy, and uh, it's God. not faded. I mean, that's that's the color that it is. Head is purple for some reason, and it's yeah, it's hideous. Which is why I had to get it. These were like <laughs> like the uh, the the pillow ones from the eight from like the nineties, but they were like more like the the, bone, the bones like moved. Like what were you supposed to do yeah. with these? Here, a little yeah. crunching yeah. in there. Yeah, it's it's too small to be like a you know a real wrestling buddy, but you know it's. Uh, yeah, it's just there to give you nightmares, basically, nice. pretty much. Nice. <laughs> um, what's another? I, I pulled this one down. I'm gonna knock everything over here. But uh, oh, I see some Simpsons, uh, Simpsons stuff there. We got a little bit of Simpsons stuff. Um, I just got this one. This is a like a uh, 2006. Yes, yeah, dollar store like, or something, right? Dollar store yes. bone cruncher. It's uh, horrendous. Yep. I have, <laughs> but I have that's the why Kurt I got Engel. it. I have the Kurt Angle version in my Kurt Angle collection. Yeah. yeah. It was hard to find. No gloves. No that, gloves. That's wow. what I hate about it. Undertaker never wrestled a match in his entire career. Biker Taker or, you know, Dead Man Taker without gloves. Well, and do yet, you hate it or does it make it spe- that makes it so special because it's so <laughs> wrong that it, you know, stands out, you know? Well, I kept it in the package because I feel like it, I mean, it, 
without the packaging like it's just it looks really atrocious yeah, but yeah. at least in the packaging it's kind of neat that it's you know mint on card is but the back a, of it blank yeah the back of it yeah that's what <laughs> that's when you know it's good it's just the barcode no right uh yeah that one sucks you know you got the maximum sweat figures which are uh all of those Again, you could kind of be a little nostalgic for them, uh, but they're they're terrible. Come on, they're some of the worst figures ever. Yeah, I had one and sold it pretty recently because uh, I don't have any connection to that. I was trying to do like an Undertaker collection, and it was, I just realized it was going to take up too much money and space. So there's just so many of them. You know, there's so many different ones too from different like all the Jax oh, yeah. ones, the Stomp ones. I had the mutant one, the the monster one. I mean, those are like cool looking. Now you have the, the Masters of the Universe, so. That one, I, I that think one's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. That is. I think that's what they're going to have to do with The Undertaker. They're going to have to, you know, each line that comes out, like you said, the Superstars line, you got to make an Undertaker. you got to make a, a retro, another, do another retro, do a I a wouldn't gray. hate that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's you can't really do too many more Mattel at least. We've touched on maybe two or three. But, I mean, I think every line just has to have an Undertaker. Every every kid is going to watch the network on Pe- or Peacock or whatever it is on this month. And, um, you know. That's what you're gonna have to do because it's such an iconic character. That's you know the Netflix thing is like that's what you're gonna have to do to keep that character going because it's such a marketable thing. When you have Tom Johnson versus Lee, Lee whatever you know, just random guys now in wrestling. It's <laughs> I feel bad for my son. He doesn't get to watch like uh, Duke the Dumpster Drossy versus Man Mountain no. Rock. You know, it's Come just on, man. You know, it's just it's not the same. It's just fake guys trying not to pretend the they're real. You know, I just I was watching AEW and I'm like, God, <laughs> these 150 pound guys would get their ass kicked by Undertaker, Kane, Batista, all the guys I grew up watching. It's like so crazy. They'd be the jobber that Undertaker beat uh, yeah, exactly. Tombstone with 90 seconds yep, on uh, yep. 93 Superstars. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I gave some <laughs> of my favorites. We talked about some some things that they need to make. Um, any final thoughts on Undertaker figures? Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been a completionist of them, but it's probably, I mean, I was scrolling through this website, Wrestling Figure Database, and I, I, there's probably 300 of them here. Do you well, g- let me give you, let me give a shout out to a fellow podcaster out there. Uh, someone uh, you should, you should reach out to is a uh, collecting dead man. Uh, he's got his own podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, his name's Steven Zeman. And his podcast is about trying to collect every undertaker figure and toy ever released and uh it's an impossible task uh but every week he talks about some different ones some different aspects of it uh he sort of he started his podcast right after we we really wrapped up the original uh part of of talking taker so he sort of you know took the torch from us and he's still doing it every week uh he's got he interviews people on there he does some solo ones uh but yeah i he is another guy to talk to who um, has even more knowledge than me about uh, Undertaker uh, merchandise and toys. Uh, so if you want another perspective on that, uh, I want to give him a shout out as well. That's very cool, man. I think I might have to reach out to him. I just followed him on Instagram because, yeah, there's so much that I probably don't know. Just from yeah. looking, I, mean, I can scroll through here and see some of these things, but he probably knows the backstory and a lot of this stuff. I mean, but all these small little tiny dollar store things, the Funko stuff. I mean... <laughs> This is a fun and he's mint on card like oh, you. Oh, just he, like me. Okay, all right. Yeah, nice, very nice. Okay, cool. Uh, do you consider the the Undertaker is Kane a an Undertaker figure? 
I, I do. And I, I was weighing putting that in the top five, I, I, like, like, like you were just talking about to keep doing Undertaker releases. We're going to have to start exploring some of these yeah. weird one-off things. And that's a figure you probably never thought you were going to do, but I, I think they kind of nailed it uh, with it. It's perfect for a ringside exclusive, yep. um, the packaging, that one, uh, the the uh, the ringside packaging is incredible on there. I think I for sure counts as an Undertaker figure. I uh, about a year ago, like height of the pandemic, like my son was my son's big into wrestling. Just you know, I've probably pushed it on him a little bit, but you know, he was playing and he just that's what you know, you're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what's the point of having kids? Um, but he, you know, <laughs> he he comes down here and he, you know, obviously your dad has more wrestling figures than you do. It's, it's probably a little like pisses you off a little bit, but you know, he's like, daddy, can I have one of these? Can I have, you know, can I have this one? And then you just kept asking me. And it was like, I was doing something at my desk. And I was like, I just ri-, like, I was just like, no, you can't have it. And like, I, at the same time, I just ripped open this undertaker's cane and like gave it to him. And he, you know, played with it for like five seconds. I mean, he literally has like a, a basket that you put like clothes in out of the, out of the dryer, like that filled with wrestling yep. figures. It's just disgusting. But uh, you know what? What are you gonna do? What hey, you-, you know that's 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 the fun of being a kid. You the know? Fun of being a dad. <laughs> that's too, that's what know? it's all about. The fun, the fun of, of being, being a dad. dad. Yeah. yeah, you get to buy them for him and, and pass that on to him. That's I, awesome. I have videos of him when he was a year old, maybe a year and a half. Um, I know I would probably say two years old. Sorry, two years old. Um, but basically, I would play on on my phone like, "Hey, whose song was this?" And he would say, "Oh, it's Big Show." And then I would play the next song. He'd say, "Oh, that's Kurt Angle." And I was like, and I like, I go back and watch those like once a week. Like, how the hell did like this kid, like, know? Like, I must have just played them so much in the car. Like, I didn't listen to any like, uh, Rafi and all any of that stuff. I just played wrestling no. themes for him. You know, it has no <laughs> no words, so there's no bad words in it. But yeah, um, but that is one of the best parts about it, man. Thank you, Alex, for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you guys can follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Talking Taker. I appreciate you guys having the same name on both uh social media platforms so i don't have yep, to remember we got it locked two in things yeah <laughs> facebook good. too it's on there oh facebook. perfect nice <laughs> all three just gotta get on tiktok now on snapchat you'll be fine <sighs> we're um, working on it <laughs> but uh seriously thank you for joining me man i'm gonna i'm gonna check out the podcast because i'm in my car all day uh, i love the idea of this and uh what better person to go back and listen to and I, i'm actually excited to go back and listen to some of these bad really bad like like you said when i grew up 94 95 96 just uh, punches and punches and forearms for forty five minutes in, a, in the ring against Giant Gonzalez, man. But uh, thank you so. That's much. some of the most fun ones to talk yeah. about. You know, I encourage anybody out there if it, if it feels like uh, too overwhelming to start at the beginning, just pick and choose. Like I, that's the fun part of the podcast too. You we and we've had so many people like in, in the past few months say, "Yeah, I'm starting at episode one," and I'm like, "That's awesome. We love that." But if you want to go hear about. Uh, you know, uh, King of the Ring, uh, 1995 against Mabel. Just go, just go oh, pick that man. one out. If you want to hear, uh, if you're, if you're, it's WrestleMania season, you want to relive one of your favorite WrestleMania matches. Go out there uh, and, and check that out. Uh, but Phil, man, thank you for having me on. I enjoy the Fig Cave podcast as well. I'm in the Facebook group uh, just recently. Uh, past couple months, I joined it. I don't post much, oh, nice, uh, but man. I lurk in there and uh, and I uh, uh, look for stuff to buy in there. Oh, uh, but I appreciate what you're doing, and uh, yeah, man, let's do it again sometime. Awesome, Alex. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Take All it right, easy. Dude. Recording that, stopped. That was Alex Dario from the uh, Talking Taker podcast. Awesome to have him on. And, uh, man, it's such a cool idea. I mean, he's right. There's so many 
wrestling figure podcast or wrestling podcasts out there. Even there's so many wrestling figure podcasts out there. There's so many wrestling podcasts out there in general. It's such a cool take and um, something that I've thought about trying to do on the side. You know, just a, something different. You know, it's 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 cool to recap Raw and SmackDown every single week, but everybody does it and. Such a different take on things. So, um, I love talking about the Undertaker. I have a ton of his figures. I, I do agree that he's almost underrated at this point because I feel like the the character is so cool that you kind of forget about some of these these great matches he had. And when he had some stinkers, it was really with guys that oh he's seven feet tall. Let's put him with another seven foot tall guy, and it would be a, an attraction type of thing, you know, Andre the Giant style. But you know, that's not. That obviously didn't work. It's when he was with guys like Bret Hart or uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, when he really shined. So uh, really cool. So we're going to do, I think, our buddy Michael LaPuma, the the world's biggest Hulk Hogan collector, is going to be our next episode. we got to still get a DJ on from the Run-In Podcast to talk about Sting. And if you guys have a suggestion, if there's a wrestler that you want to see, or if you, hey, I collect every... Uh, mankind figure, Mick Foley figure. I want to come on the podcast. I'd love to have you on. I, I'm I'm really uh, searching for people that I know, you know, just from following them on social media or or a fan of a, a particular wrestler. So um, if you think you fit that bill, uh, I'd love to have you on. We can record something. It takes an hour. We'll drink some beers and talk wrestling and have a great time. So uh, thank you, Alex Dario from the uh, Talking Taker podcast. I didn't even know he was in our Fig Cave Facebook group, but. Uh, you, know, you should be in it as well. You have to go to patreon.com slash runinpod for a dollar. You can sign up and become a Patreon member for our friends over at the Run In Podcast. You get entered into a bunch of giveaways, uh, and you get access to our Facebook group, 545, 548, whatever it is right now, members buying and selling and trading figures. Uh, I just had a, a member of our group send me a picture of the 300 figures he's about to start selling and uh, gave me a little quick peeksy at what I wanted before uh, they went out to the uh, the public here. But uh, you know he's going to post those in the group, and uh, it's every day people are buying and selling, looking for stuff, and I go out and, and try to help people at my local WalMarts and Targets. It's it's what we do, so it's well worth a dollar. Above that, you get five dollars for extra bonus episodes. Uh, the the podcast the the running guys are doing all kinds of giveaways. Uh, they're partnering with Wrestling Collector Shop. They're partnering with Homage homage whatever you want to call it uh so they're doing a bunch of cool giveaways it's definitely worth the money and those guys work hard on their podcast they, they're, they're doing it every single week like clockwork you get the episodes early but uh if you just want to show support for us if you want to show support for them uh it's a dollar to get into the podcast group i would guarantee you're going to save more than a dollar within your first purchase of something from somebody uh, especially if you buy from me or but anybody from the inner circle will do in special pricing for Patreon members. So uh, again, Alex, thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate you guys for listening. Give us a nice five-star review next time you're on Apple podcasts and we'll see you guys next week right here on the fig cave. Stay classy marks. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>